One of the interesting menhagim that we do on Rosh Hashanah is we go to a body of water and we recite the tefillah called Tashach. So what's the source for this minog and why do some communities not do it? So the Ramah in Tafkov Bey Gimel, Sif Beis, brings down that we go to a Nahar, Loimar Pasak to say, There's some type of symbolism of throwing all of our Averis into the water. So what's the reason why we do this? Is some type of tefillah, we're davening, and we are asking for kapara by going to the water. So why do we go to a body of water? So there are many reasons. So the Ramah himself has a safer called Tarvis Ha'ila, which is a philosophical work, and he says that by going to water, you sh- we we show the Malchus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, uh, you know, controls everything, and we see the Maisebratius of water, land, so that's why we go to the water. There are many other reasons brought down. Many of the Navua, the, the, the Navuas were, were seen. People saw, you know, saw prophecy by water. The Balaturim in Chumash says that water is a special place for davening. The Balaturim in Perek Tezayin, Pasuk Zion, in, in, in Abrashis, says that water is a special place for davening. For some reason, there's some segula of going to water. The Mishabur brings down the reason why we go is to to uh, have a zecher to Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu, when he was going to the Akedas Yitzchak, he had to walk through a river that went up until his neck. So, and he said, Ashia kibo maim anafesh, and we do this as a zecher for the Akedas Yitzchak. It is also brought down, the Mishabur brings down, go to a place that has live fish. Why? So he says, because fish, there's no ayinahara that, that goes on to fish, and therefore we want to daven that we shouldn't have an ayinahara on ourselves like fish. Additionally, fish, as we know from eating fish on Rosh Hashanah, it symbolizes nifrev and nirbekedagin, that we should multiply and be fruitful like fish. That would be another reason to go to daven you know, where fish are present. There are other reasons brought down. The Eish Lavran, the Bachacha, brings down from the Shlach that fish do not have uh, eyelids, and therefore it's saying to uh, it reminds us that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is always looking at, at us, looking out for us, never closing his eyes, always keeping us on his mind, and always caring for every detail in our lives. There are various reasons brought down, but we'll, we'll stick to those few. The there's a minog of shaking out clothing when a person recites tashlich to somehow symbolize that we're trying to rid our our ourselves from our averus. So people shake out things from their clothing. When should a person go? So the Ramah says, I'm sorry, the Mishabur says the minog is to go after mincha before before shkia. So many communities they go together as a community. They walk out to a river or a lake. And they'll recite Tashlich on the first day of Rosh Hashanah. So, what if Rosh Hashanah falls down on Shabbos? So, the minute usually is that they do it on Sunday so as to avoid issues of carrying and, and all those things. The controversy of this is based on the Maiserav. The Maiserav, which is, brings down the practice of the Vilna So, it says he did not do it. And many 
Litvish uh, Rabbanim over the years did not do this. Our Shulchan quotes that many did not say Tashlach. Now it's interesting because the Gera himself on Shulchan Aruch, he just brings you the source. He brings down the Maril, he brings down the Medrash of what exactly we're doing when we go say the Sashlach from Tzulah He doesn't say that he argues with it. But in the Maeserav, which quotes his practice, it says he didn't go out. So one of the so there are historians that say that perhaps there was some type of medieval rit- ritual to uh, to do Tashlich, which was basically that people were nervous that there were some powers that the water had and we had to pacify it. So it's really not a halachic source. And that's why many in the Litvish world avoided saying Tashlich. However, Darizal brings it down. We see the Ramah brings it down. And Ravad Yosef says many of the Sephardim do it and all the Hasidim do it. So most of Klayasra were not concerned for that. We, we're going to Davin. We're going based on the Medrash, Vesashaf, and then Pasik Vesashaf, and Sulis Yam, And even the Vulnagan in Shokhanara doesn't say anything wrong with it. However, it's fair to point out that often people, you know, it's, hard, it's difficult to find time to learn on Rosh Hashanah itself. So if you end up having a whole day spent doing Tashlech, it ends up taking away. So a person should consider. When you're going to do Tashach, it shouldn't take up your entire Rosh Hashanah afternoon, walking you know, 45 minutes or a half hour to say Tashlich. You should probably wait to do it during the week. During during Aserah Semichuvah, you'll see. If you go, if you live in the tri-state area, you'll look at, you know, New York, you'll see Sheepshead Bay or uh, Caesars Bay. You'll see all types of Hasidim and Litvisha, all types of Jews davening, saying Tashlich during Aserah Semichuvah. And because a person could do it during Aserah Semichuvah, if a person lives near a lake, it will take you a few minutes. If you go on Yantif, you end up usually being Mavatal Tamutaira. So although the Minna gets to do it, one should definitely consider if it's appropriate for them to spend their the couple hours they have on Rosh Hashanah to be able to learn, you end up just, just saying just saying the Tashlach. <clears throat> Additionally, there are several halachic shilas that come up when a person goes to say to, to, to Tashlach. A shila would be on Yantif. So we are allowed to carry on Yantif, even if there's no Erev, or beyond the Erev of a community, you're allowed to carry. The question is, can you carry your or back? You know, you're not using it that day. Let's say you're going in the afternoon, late afternoon. So how are you allowed to carry your or back? That's one Shiloh that comes up uh, when your person says Tashlich. Another question is, some have a custom of feeding the fish, of, of throwing bread into the water. It's not clear where the the uh, the origin of this custom is from. Some say it's from Rashi. Rashi, when he talks about what well, we do, kaparas, we you know some people put a chicken over their head. So Rashi and Shabbos says they would use some type of plant or like a bean, and then they would throw it in the water afterwards. So perhaps that's where this custom came that people take bread, especially, you know, young children, they learn in school that you take your bread and you throw it into water, you throw your Averis away. You know, the classic Jewish children's song is that we go say Tashlech and we throw our Averis away, which is really what the Apostle says. We're asking Hashem to throw our Averis in, in the sea, so perhaps that's why people throw bread. So the question is, if you're throwing bread into water, on Yantif, so are you essentially feeding animals that are not dependent on you? And that's an Isser on Yontif and on Shabbos to feed animals that are not dependent on us and therefore the Arach HaShuch and the Maril brings down that a person should not do this you should not feed fish so those that are medical say that we're not feeding fish we're just throwing 
our bread into into the water. And then we don't care if there's uh, the fish are going to eat the bread. Nothing to do with that. And therefore, there are those that are mako on the shaila of feeding, uh, of, of throwing the bread into the water. Okay, that's one minute of, of tashlich. Definitely brought down halacha. One should, you know, definitely consider how much time they should spend investing in tashlich on uh, the first day of Rosh Hashanah. Another minog we have on Rosh Hashanah is based on the Yushami. They quote the Yushami. It's not found in the Yushami, but the Mishabur quotes B'Shem Yushami that it says, Man damich mazale. Someone who is damich, he's, he's dying, he's sitting in a bottle, he's not doing anything, he's sleeping in the, in the beginning of the year, so his mazal will be fashlept, he will be sleeping, and now these brings down that a person should not sleep on Rosh Hashanah, Brought down in many sources, the Ramah, the Minogis cannot sleep on Rosh Hashanah. So obviously at night we will sleep. The question is when, at what point is this said? So the, the Al HaShulchan is very naked. When he brings it down, he says it's talking about the first day of Rosh Hashanah, not the second day. So if someone wants to be more naked, you can rely on the Al HaShulchan. Additionally, the Ariza says it's only discussing until Chatzais. That's when a person is supposed to be davening, saying Zacchaeus. So, at that point, one would be allowed to sleep after, in the afternoon, Darizal says a person would be allowed to sleep. So, we are more mekel after Chatzais than we are before Chatzais. Before Chatzais, the Minog and Klai Yisrael is that we do not sleep on Rosh Hashanah. If a person davens Vesikin, and he wants to go back to sleep at 10 o'clock, so Halacha is based on the Minog, that that should be avoided. If a person feels weak, they're not able to concentrate by davening, they need to take a nap, or they have to sleep... Uh, you know, let's say they, they know they won't be able to daven minchamar unless they sleep, so then that would be fine. Rashmul Kamenetsky in the Sefer Kavitz Lach is quoted as saying that at the end of the day, the source of this minog is to overall have a feeling of Yom Adin, that, that today is a special day, it's Rosh Hashanah, it's Yom Adin, so you shouldn't sleep a day away. It doesn't mean that if a person needs to sleep in order to be able to learn daven, to function, that he has to avoid it. It just means that it shouldn't be a day of sleeping, as the Mishabur says, the Mishabur says, let's say a person is going to be Yoshif Bato, going to do nothing anyways. So he says, it's not, it's not better than sleeping, it's Kiyashin Dami, you might as well sleep. What do you, uh, you know, in Hilchus Tishabad, the Mishabur says a similar line, where in Hilchus Tishabad, the halacha is we do not learn on Tishabad. So he says, a person is going to stay up and speak Lashon Hara and do nothing all day, you might as well learn. What are you gaining by, uh, by violating, by not violating a minog of not learning on Tisha B'Av and you're going to be doing other Yisurim of the Torah of the Tazman so again when it comes to when it comes to Rosh Hashanah the person knows that they're going to be Yoshev Bato anyway sit on the couch and schmooze and end up talking Rosh Hashanah they might as well take a nap and go to sleep but it shouldn't be the mode of the day the, the, the day is a Yom Adin and that's why we avoid uh, sleeping <coughs> Shem Adam has quoted that this, this minog is only talk, discussing someone who actually goes to bed to go to sleep. But let's say a person is learning or he's sitting by a table and he falls asleep by a table or on a couch, sitting up, so he's not laying, laying down, laying in bed, so that's not part of the minog, that's just, it's not really sleeping, he's just dozing off, so that would be fine. The question is, a person wakes up uh, Rosh Hashanah morning, Alesha Shacha, do you have to wake up at Alesha Shacha? So the minig is not like that. The minig is that you're allowed to sleep until the time you want to wake up. Additionally, even if someone woke up early, let's say to take care of a child or to use the facilities and they want to go back to sleep, so the minig is that yes, you're allowed to go back to sleep until your 
to the time you wanted to wake up for Shachar. So those are the Minhagim of Rosh Hashanah. Mitzvah Hashem next week we'll get into the Minhagim of Aserah Sumit as we continue our 12-minute Halacha series.